Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A Disney super fan went on all, went to all 12 parks in the world in 12 days. Not only did he just go to the parks, he rode all the rides. What? All 216 of them. It's not like he just popped his head in and... Tokyo and said hi and left. No, he saying this parks. It's not like they're all in the U.S. No, he started. He flew around the world. Yes, he hit one park per day. Didn't uh, didn't stop. Um, he started at Disneyland Paris on March 8th, then went to Walt Disney Studio Park on the 9th, also in Paris. After that, he uh, booked it over to China and went to Shanghai Disneyland on the 10th, and then Hong Kong Disneyland on the 11th. Off to Japan next, went to Tokyo Disneyland on the 12th and Tokyo Disney Sea on the 13th. After that, he flew to, from Tokyo to California, went to Disneyland on the 14th and Disney California Adventure on the 15th. Then he headed to Walt Disney World in Florida, finished up with Epcot on the 16th, Disney's Animal Kingdom on the 17th, Hollywood Studios on the 18th, Disney's Magical Kingdom on the 19th. I'm exhausted just rhyming all of that off. And he uh, he paid for this? I don't know. You would think he would have approached Disney on this one because he's documented the whole thing for his YouTube page. He hasn't posted it yet. But he's calling it the Disney Global Ride Challenge. He only has like a 1,000 followers. That's oh, not good. Maybe he did pay. Yeah. <laughs> you got, think you need a few more followers than that. Yeah, true. He also uh, didn't reveal how much the trip cost, but could you imagine? We know how expensive Disney can be. Oh. Add that to the flights, the hotels, everything. And there's no way he waited in line right, to do all the rides. I mean, I know they have their passes where you can you go and you kind of time things out, like you're going to mm. be at this ride at this certain time, and that's how you bypass some of the lines. Yeah. But that seems a really tough task. Like... That seems exhausting. I wouldn't do that if they gave it to me. Maybe he uh, pulled the uh, old wheelchair trick. Now, I don't know if Disney still does this, but I had heard at Disney a scam to get onto rides quicker and faster was you go to their customer service and you tell them you tripped or fell or hurt your leg. They would give you a wheelchair to, to continue on through the park. And then when you go to rides, wheelchair, people in wheelchairs get front-of-the-line access. Yeah, that's not too wrong. No, it's totally wrong. It's as bad as, uh, what's his name there? The Philadelphia Flyers GM <laughs> son throwing the wheelchair down the stairs. What a scumbag of the highest order, huh? Right. Cam, was it Cameron Briere or yeah. whatever his name is? Carson, Carson. Briere? Yeah. What a douchebag. What the perfect example of white entitled frat boy hockey guy. Mm. Annoying. And hopefully he does some time for that. You go to the top of the stairs, you see a wheelchair. This was for a double amputee. And you decide, ha, this will be funny. I'm going to toss the wheelchair down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, yeah, this guy did the whole Disney thing. I don't know if they helped him at all. I don't know if they threw him a free T-shirt. <laughs> couple, couple of ears. <laughs> <laughs> Try and find something between the ears, though. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, if you went to pocket for that. Uh, I, I, we did Disney once. The kids were three and one. Yeah. And uh, and they still talk about going back to Disney. I'm like, no, we've already been. We've, we've seen it. Sorry, kids. It's, um, it's But when I was there, sorry, when, when I was there, watching people walking around, especially like older couples mm. who weren't doing anything except walking around Disney. I thought, what the hell are you doing spending this?
Now, I know if you live in the area, there's a big discount. I believe if you live, uh, it's not Fort Lauderdale, Orlando. Orlando, yeah. I believe if you are a resident of Orlando, you get a big discount into the park. So maybe people use it like a Wonderland season pass or something. Maybe. I wonder if they'll keep that up, though, now that they've changed the rules that Disney's got to pay all the taxes and stuff right. like that, the, the DeSantis rules. But right. regardless, and, and listen, you know, for those who would say Wonderland doesn't do that, yeah, it's called a season pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the season's pass is going twice, maybe. Basically, still, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they give you a great deal. You get a break for being local on that. No, for sure. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't know uh, why or if he went to pocket himself for the whole thing. Uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, I, it's Disney, like you said, taking the kids uh, when they were three and one. Disney and, again, back to hockey are like the two things that if you don't do for your kid, you're a, you're a horrible parent. Mm. Now, uh, we, uh, we never did Disney. I, it, it just never... I guess we would have budgeted for it, and, and, but it was never something that either Maria and I were really interested in doing. So we thought, ah, right. screw it. We'd, if we're going to take the kids anywhere, we'll take them to an all-inclusive resort. They can swim and run around, and we can get loaded. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea of uh, hauling them around Florida, um, and I always remembered as a kid we went in, like, August, which is a reasonable time to go to Disney. <laughs> like 10,000 degrees. My dad decides, let's go to Disney. We go, and... Uh, he rents a car down there, but he rents an AMC Pacer. This would have been mid-70s. The thing's a fishbowl. <laughs> Brown vinyl seats in the parking lot of Disney for like 12 and a half hours. We get back into it. I lose all the skin on the back of my leg. It's basically bacon. Good call, Bobby. Good call. Um, here's another dude who's a little committed or should be committed to something. There's an actual crime scene going on, and an Amazon driver delivers a package. Walks by dozens of cop cars, a bunch of police, strolls right up until finally a cop stops and says, Dude, there's a crime scene here. I got an order to fill. Guy says, uh, I got this deli- I got to deliver this. They wouldn't allow him through, so he just hands the package to the cop. Takes a photo to prove the package was uh, arrived and had made it, and then on his way he went. The standoff was an armed suspect in the house. It lasted nearly 24 hours. Wow. This dude just rolls in, drops the package off. Like, the cop doesn't have enough to do. <laughs> like, he's not busy enough. Although in the movies or, you know, those uh, crime TV shows, they would have the cop dress up as the Amazon guy. Right. Take him down. That would have been the, that would have been the end of the film, yeah. We don't know what was in the package. Ammo? Probably for a 24-hour stand or food. I think this is just a, a terrific story. A, a cow escaped from a slaughterhouse in New York on Tuesday and won its freedom. Foot of, uh, footage of it blew up online and an animal sanctuary in Jersey stepped in. So now it'll live out the rest of its life on a farm. Nice. He got away. The cow was reported to say, I'm stuck in Jersey. <laughs> Speaking of Jersey, you're going to Jersey. I'm going there tomorrow. You can go see the cow. I guess. <laughs> Slaughter it. Is that all there is to see? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> won't matter. You won't go see anything anyhow. Hey, go- I went and saw the Arch in St. Louis. You could take the Sopranos tour. You could go see the house. Okay. I believe that's a thing in Jersey. That seems like a lot of time and effort. Oh. I might go see. There's a there's a statue there. You, could, a- you go to the Bada Bing. <laughs> <laughs> or it might be closed now. Right. <laughs>
Very good. Yes, so you're uh, in Jersey for a few days? Uh, yeah, well, the, the the hockey game is Saturday night, of All course. Right. So uh, we'll do hockey night with the Senators and Devils on Saturday night All in right. Jersey. And then you're back here Monday? Uh, no, I'm going straight to Ottawa to do the Ottawa-Florida game on Monday, and I'll be back here Tuesday afternoon. So You'll be back Wednesday Wednesday morning. morning yes. So from tomorrow till Wednesday, the show is going to be great. You're clear. Oh, that's <laughs> all you. Wow. <laughs> We're really going to step it up. It'll be great. Katie's going to be uh, joining us for those days. So Very good. All right, Pally. And you have um, monoskin tickets tomorrow, too. So. No, nah, I'm not bothering. Okay. <laughs> That seems like effort. It's not my thing. Um, yeah, we got, got that. Then we got the Hosier uh, tickets today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had an interesting story about a, a guy who didn't have a father in his life, so he stepped up and did something I unique. Just, I just saw this. Someone had posted this. Um, when he was 14 years old, a guy named Rob Kenny, uh, his father abandoned him. So after he became an adult, he launched a YouTube channel called Dad, How Do I? And it teaches kids, or maybe from adults, mm-hmm. too, uh, mm-hmm. To do things that a dad would normally teach them. I should sign up. Things, you know, like change or checking the engine oil, how to shave, how to tie a tie. Oh, I need that. Yeah. He's got more than 18 million views. Wow. Huh. Really cool what's, idea. What's the site? Uh, dad, how do I on YouTube? Dad, how do I? All right. I'll sign up. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> now, from one extreme to another when it comes to dad, so this guy's dad that you have absolutely bailed on him. This dad is probably too much. A dad in England took a photo of his son every day for 30 years, just posted the video montage, starts when he's a baby, ends on his 30th birthday. Now, that's commitment to something. And my question would be, how many fights do you think that daily photo? Oh, man. Because when the kid's about 12 or 13 and the dad says, all right, let's take your photo again. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see... It's happening till about 13. Yeah. But how does it go until 30? How do you see your dad every day? The kid's probably living in the basement. <laughs> until you're 30. I think the dad hovers a bit. You I think? think? Yeah. Just, just a bit. I bet you any money, too, if this is the first child, the second son had a photo taken until he was about six years yeah. old. Because <laughs> that's the way it works. The first gets everything. The second, not so much. 97-year-old Dick Van Dyke crashed his car into a gate. Oh, my goodness. He lost control on a wet road. His injuries were minor. He might have suffered a concussion, but didn't want to go to the hospital. He just danced his way out. (laughs) Shocking, too. He was driving the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at the time. Wasn't he on something recently? I want to say, like, the Golden Globes or something like that? He looks amazing. He showed up. Yeah. Yeah, he looked great. Uh, in an interview, Giselle Bunchen says Tom Brady's unretirement is not what broke them up. It also wasn't politics. They just grew apart over the years, and she's not dating the jiu-jitsu instructor. Sure. And I'm glad she's finally fessing up that it wasn't all of that stuff that broke them up. It was me <laughs> who destroyed that marriage. <laughs> Still working on Harry and Megan. I am. People voted uh, on Ranker.com on who they think the toughest movie characters to kill are, and the top three are John Wick, James Bond, Indiana Jones. Okay. Others on the list include Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible. Yeah, I'd put him up there. The Wet Bandits in Home Alone. <laughs> Captain Was Jack. he trying to kill them, though? No. No, I don't think so. Wesley in The Princess Bride. Okay. And maybe the greatest tough guy movie name ever. Kurt Russell, Escape from New York, Snake Plissken. <laughs>
I think at one time I thought, I'm gonna, that's going to be my honorary name. All right. I've Nate Plissken. Is John McClain on that list? Doesn't show up in the top ten. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's literally called Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. He took out a plane with a car. Right. Or a helicopter or something. Yeah. No, he's not on the list. That's insulting, isn't it? Paul McCartney remembers not knowing what to do with himself after the Beatles broke up and being afraid to try something new. Well, that that would make sense. You were kind of part of the biggest band ever. But he did start over again with Wings, and he got in a van, did small gigs, and earned all his fame back. So. Yeah. I liked Wings. I know Wings had some pretty sappy crap, but uh, I liked a lot of the Wings music. All the silly love songs. Well, oh, that was a bad one. <laughs> that was a bad, bad one. Little let Die did all right. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they, uh, that uh, Wings Over America live album was, I always thought, uh, an amazing live record. It is true, though. Like, he would have walked out of that studio or that office after the, the official breakup or mm-hmm. whatever, or got off the phone, went, well, now what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, many of us would walk out of, a, of our job and go, okay, well, what, what's next? Mm-hmm. Maybe not on to bigger and brighter things when you've left something that was kind of successful. Well, yeah, and it's not like he moved up the ranks. It's not like he played with a bunch of little bands and eventually ended with the Beatles. Right. I mean, he really dove into the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this might make some people's eyes roll. Jennifer Aniston uh, says that her and Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler are all going to do a movie together. It's going to be a threesome. Oh, okay. They, uh, they, they have often been compared. There's been online discussion about who is the better wife-slash-girlfriend for Adam Sandler in movies because the two women, are, I think, have been the women who have acted with him the most. Okay. Uh, Selma Hayek played his wife there in the... Uh, right, couples, yeah. uh, or no, in the... Uh, Grown-ups. Grown-ups movies. So anyhow, the three of them, and of course, uh, Jennifer and Adam have that new mystery murder movie thing. Right. The number two on Netflix. Neil Patrick Harris is bringing Barney back. Barney Stinson has a brief cameo at the beginning of this season's Hulu's How I Met Your Father, and he'll appear again mid-season. Okay. Yeah. Barney was always a great character in television. I only watched a couple episodes of How I Met Your Mother. I didn't, I didn't watch the whole series. You never watched it all? No. Oh, it was really good. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd like it. You should go back and binge it. It's good. Um, and here's a great example for you. If ever you think you're a bad parent, you can use this as a litmus test, a barometer. All right. Jewel remembers learning that her mother stole $100 million from her. What? Yeah. 34 years old, she realized I'm $3 million in debt, realized my mom stole it. She's now 48 I mean, her childhood was crazy. Her parents split up when she was eight. Her and her dad lived in, like, a car. In Alaska or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she really had a tough go. And I guess she um, re- reunited with her mom somewhere down the road. And then her mom scammed her for $100 million. Holy so, crap. Next time you feel bad because you didn't cut the crust off of the kids' PB&J. <laughs> At least I didn't do that. <laughs> At least I didn't take you for $100 million. And finally, I guess congratulations to Rupert Murdoch. He is 92 and getting married for the fifth time. Wow. That was with Jerry Hall. They were together for a long time, but they're done. I would suggest this. At 92, if you're invited to the wedding, don't buy a gift till day of. Because <laughs> you don't know day to day with old uh, Rupert. Anyhow, congratulations. Enjoy the fifth. Will he walk down? He'll be pushed down the aisle. He'll be escorted. <laughs> Hannity will carry him down. At 92 years old, Rupert Murdoch has wasted no time getting engaged again. Hey, everybody, she said yes. 
The billionaire has proposed to a former police chaplain. She won't have to wear a white wedding dress. You can't tie Rupert Murdoch down. She's been whitening my body for so long. She waited till I dumped Jerry Hall. I hope she has some money because I lost it all. It's a nice day for a fifth wedding. They'll be making a fifth trip down the aisle. I ate a whole bottle of... Maybe it's the elixir of youth. Oh my, don't forget to wear my Japan's. If these guys can't make it work, what chance is there for the rest of us? Craig and Lucky, weekday mornings on 94.9 The Rock. What do you think the number one lie your kids tell you? Mm, it's probably that they've washed their hands. Well, like I said, there's probably a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah. One. Almost all of adults say that when they were kids, they just pretended to wash their hands in the bathroom. They'd run the water for a little bit, turn it off, then walk out. And i got to be honest, I was one of them. I was one of them right until my adulthood. Honestly, I barely washed my hands ever until the pandemic hit. Right. Except inside, in the shower and before preparing food. Outside of that... I could go to the washroom 17 times a day, yeah. hold hand railings, eat pizza slices. Yeah, you weren't a, weren't a bathroom washer either. No, no. Hmm. I just said 17 times in the can, never wash my hands. A lot of, uh, uh, even the kids washing now, like they because you get the foamy soaps, they'll, they'll kind of put it over their hands mm. and just wash it off, but there's not really a lathering. You're not rubbing it. Going on. Yeah. And we were idiots back in the day, too, because we didn't even, you know, we were using bar soap in bathrooms pretty obvious to say that it wasn't even wet yeah. <laughs> when you came out of there. I remember being so stupid. My parents would tell me to go have a bath or a shower. I'd turn the shower on and stand there and come out bone dry. <laughs> Did you shower, Craig? <laughs> yeah. Why is your hair not wet? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Um, anyhow, it's not surprising that as adults, because we knew we did it as kids, few parents believe their kids wash their hands as much as they say they do. Uh, and speaking of washing hands and bathrooms and that sort of thing, people were sharing some of their uh, common ways, uh, most common ways to avoid germs in a public bathroom, like using a paper towel to open doors or turn faucets, mm. flushing the toilet with your foot, which I have done, but I think is incredibly rude for the next person in. Because now you've had your foot standing in God knows what. You've raised it up and you've smeared that on that handle. It's pretty gross to do that to somebody else. Wow, they're going to wash their hands after they touched anyway. Right? I know, but you, but they don't know you've done that. Well, so now it, they go in and they sit down. almost automatically assumed in a public bathroom. So if you sit down on the, on the toilet in a public bathroom and you flush, you reach around and flush the handle with your hand or will you use a piece of tissue or something? Uh, I would probably use it my foot. It's ignorant, though. It's ignorant to Well, do. most, to be honest, how many bathrooms you still have a handle to even push anymore? Well, sometimes, well, I find that auto flush thing never works. Right. Like, I'll, I'll stand there for an hour waiting for it to flush it. <laughs> you got to push the little red button because it won't do it itself. We hover over toilet seats. We open and close doors with our butt. That's kind of tough if it's a handle you have to push. Right. Or you Although a lot of them are putting in a little foot thing you can just drag with your foot to open it. Now. Oh, that's good. I know in Italy I saw something that was neat that I had never seen here. They have a, like a plunger on the ground, like a rubber ball, and you to flush it, you push that. Oh. So everybody uses the ball on the floor. Right. Which is a good idea. Um, using your elbow to start the hand dryer or paper, pow, uh, paper towel dispenser. Oh, yeah, for sure. With the, with the hand dryer, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it always...
always feels weird. You go through the whole process of washing your hands, you dry them, and then you go and grab that handle on the bathroom door <laughs> that everybody else has grabbed. True. Um, thankfully, thankfully, not many people agree with this idea, but there are some who are pushing the idea of nixing the no shirt, no shoes, no service rule. Oh, my goodness. Why? Remember, every now and again in the summertime, you see some dude walking down the street. Is this the new, like, convoy uh, probably <laughs> mandate they're trying to, to get rid of? Oh, yeah, well, because they can't think of anything else to complain about. <laughs> so this will... Down with all the rules. That's right. I want to go shirtless in you're, a restaurant now. You're holding me down, and you know a lot of those dudes driving those trucks you don't want to see with no shirt on. Right. Anyhow, businesses, of course, have been hanging out those signs like no shirt, no shoes, no service for like over 60 years. But now, of course, no, we're being held down. It's too much. Um, people were asked if, they're, uh, if they were fine with people going no shoes, no shirt. And um, almost 90% of us say, uh, yeah, we, we, we want you to be wearing your shirt. We right. Gotcha. Okay. Luckily, only a few said uh, yes. And but then people also asked if people could go uh, no shirt no shoes in public just you know kind of roaming around, and there's more people who say yeah you want to go shoeless and shirtless when you're out roaming around in public go ahead right but when it comes to indoor businesses, restaurants stores office look that would be funny <coughs> in an office your sales manager <laughs> sitting there shirtless that would be a good one. it's hot in here I wear shoes and a shirt to bed. <laughs> That's how gross I think I am. About 95% of Egypt's population lives on about 4% of the land. It's a green belt, roughly, half the size of Ireland that follows the Nile as it snakes through the desert and then it fans out into the uh, Nile Delta. I, uh, I'm currently in the process of uh, building a cottage in the middle of the Egypt desert. <laughs> I was told there's a beautiful mirage right next to it. So we're looking forward to vacationing right. in the Egypt des desert once my cottage is built. Uh, I saw, saw a comedian talking the other day about the, the, the pyramids. And, you know, I'm not really sure what to believe. You know, the, the, the feats of incredible Amazing. architecture yeah. built 4,000 years ago. Yeah. And since then, have built nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they built those. Yeah. And then instead of continuing to build anything, they're done. Done. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like before we were talking about Paul McCartney, what was he going to do after the Beatles? Right. He probably looked around and said, well, we can't top that. What are we going to do? You think some guy is going to build a house in Egypt? They're like, oh, really? Just a house? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's kind of like um, I told you the story about when we were up in Muskoka visiting uh, some friends at their cottage, and we went out in their boat, and you're going around and looking at all the other beautiful cottages on the lake, and some of them are built right up into, like, cliff sides. Yeah. There's all this amazing... I can't get someone to fix my deck. <laughs> but somehow, people are building cottages into the side of mountains. Like a bricklayer in Egypt. has got to be a tough gig. <laughs> like, you can't complain. Right. Like, oh, it's hot here. <laughs> Some guys, hey, look around. Yeah. There's, a, there's a bit of a bigger brick up there. Yeah. No, they must have had a hard time. Yeah. No, and it was no union rules back no. then. No. You weren't getting a pee break. You think it's bad working for Amazon. <laughs> um, Wall Street is the only movie that's won an Oscar and a Razzie. Michael Douglas won Best Actor Oscar, and poor Daryl Hannah won the Worst Supporting Actress Razzie. I, I forgot she was even in it. Yeah. She had a bit of a run there. Yeah. Wasn't she the uh, in Splash? She yep. was the, uh, the, she's mermaid. the mermaid, right? 
I think, isn't she not? I think she's married or lives with Neil Young. Yeah. Speaking of movies, when The Shining first came out in 1980, it got mixed reviews, no Oscar noms, and two nominations at the first Razzie Awards. Yeah, a lot of classics go down like that, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of panned, not necessarily yep. uh, all kind of Oscar-worthy or um, critically acclaimed, let's say. The big Lebowski, a perfect example yeah. of that, right? It bombed at the theater. Uh, I think Scarface didn't do well in the theater when it was first released. Um, Dog the Bounty Hunter met his late wife, Beth Chapman, in 1986 when he posted her bond <laughs> after she stole a lemon. A lemon? Yeah. <laughs> one? I just one, I guess. The first product to ever use a barcode was a pack of Juicy Fruit Gum back in 1974. It's now in the Smithsonian. Really? And I bet you can still chew it. (laughs) But the taste was long gone, though. Man, Juicy Fruit was one of those great gums where when you first tossed it into your (sighs) pile, it tastes so great. For about a second. And then done. Yeah. And then over. What was that other gum, too, you used to chew and it had the, uh, the mint inside of it? It burst, was it called? Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was yeah. pop, and you get like a, a, a some sort of juice. In it your... wasn't thrills, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, what else do we got here for you? Thrills gum is like the it's kind of like cilantro, right? Like some people love the taste of it. I don't know that I've ever had it. The one that tastes like soap. You haven't had that? No, one? I don't think so. Oh man! No, no, no. You gotta get some thrills gum in here. No, I think I'll avoid. <laughs> here. Tastes like soap. Try it. Well, it's funny because it's one of those things like cilantro. Half the people taste like soap and crap, and Mm -hmm. then others love the gum. Huh. I don't know that I've ever tried it. I know that uh, Maria was on a kick there uh, where she would only buy gum with no aspartame. Okay. It's supposed to be bad. Have you ever had gum with no aspartame? (laughs) It's like Coca-Cola with no sugar. The ginkgo, the good old ginkgo, is the oldest surviving tree species, having remained on the planet for 200 million years, even before the dinosaurs. Hell yeah. In most Spanish-speaking countries and Greece, Friday the 13th isn't considered an unlucky day. Tuesday the 13th is. In Italy, it's Friday the 17th. Wow. So Tuesday the 13th for uh, Spanish-speaking countries in Greece, Friday the 17th is unlucky in Italy. Why? I wonder why that is. I don't know. Like So that would have been a really unlucky St. Patty's Day. Right. For everyone, including you. That'd be funny. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I am never celebrating St. Patty's Day again. I love everyone in Italy and you yeah. didn't like St. Patty's Day. I would love to be in Italy for St. Patty's Day. To hear Italians trying to be Irish. Be brilliant. I'm Mario O'Leary. <laughs> Uh, the first two Super Bowls weren't officially called the Super Bowl. Their official name was the AFL-NFL World Championship game, but fans called the game the Super Bowl, so by the third one, that name became official. Another great example of America and how they just perceived themselves to be everything. Baseball, the World Series, football, originally the World Championship. I didn't see a team in there from Beckinsale. Right. Is there a country called Beckinsale? No, no. There's Kate. There's Kate Beckinsale. I'd like to see Kate play football. Right. But you um, know what I mean? I know. I got gotcha. you. And and that's what made that World Baseball Classic final yeah. so good. Like they lost. Yeah. Right. You would yeah. think. You would think every year the U.S. should win the World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. But well, again, you can say the same thing about Canada and hockey. 
Right, but I think Canada hockey, U.S. basketball, baseball is so universal. Look at look at all the uh, South American countries that have produced amazing baseball stars, right. and and now Asian countries producing amazing baseball players. Well, and 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 that's where these programs develop. Basketball the same way now. You know, right. as much as the Americans dominate because of the NBA, there are other countries that have more than caught up. Champagne corks. How many uh, people do you think die every year from champagne corks? I'd be surprised if the number is more than one. It's actually more people die from champagne corks than are killed by sharks. Come on. 24 people a year die from champagne corks. Where are they putting these corks? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you don't die from it going there. <laughs> I saw a YouTube video the other day of someone, uh, she was shaking the champagne bottle to open it, mm. but had it pointed at her face. Oh. Didn't end well. No. But I don't think she, she didn't die. But it would cause some serious injury. Take out an eye, break a nose. Yeah, but to die from it? Uh, maybe they're all excited their mouth. Maybe it gets lodged in the back of their throat. Or maybe they, maybe it hits them and they fall from something. Right. Well, they're probably half court <laughs> to begin with. And uh, finally, you could tell this uh, to your makeup people there at Rogers. Okay. There's an actual name for putting makeup on your face, and the word is farding. <laughs> That's farding with a D. I can do both at the same time. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.